Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast about a podcast that just might be too beautiful to live. On Fridays, we bring you a special episode like an interview with a 10 or a recounting of your weird Amazon purchases, but this is a Monday recap edition of the program. So, from the Glassman Subaru Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, I'm your host, Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. And joining me today in the Deerblind Studios in the Mountain Room at the ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike the Jail Dude Frizzell. Hey, Mike. Ahoy, ahoy. And in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan, Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Meredith. We have some LRB business for you. We're going to cover our week in review as usual, take care of some housekeeping, and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, First up in LRB business, we have to talk about our last Friday show, which was not only an interview with a charming listener named Nace, it was an LRB is Mystery Solvers episode, sort of, really quick solve on that one. I really love this this show. Uh, Not only was uh, Nate Henschel, I think is how it's pronounced, not only was he awesome, but the subject matter was worth bringing back from the radio days. It was the old Chloe Latanzi uh, singing contest. Yeah. And well, and along that, if we're t- still talking about singing, I just have to say there was a little too much Justin Bieber talk for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry. By, by what you mean, any? I mean, any. Me. There was some and that's too much. But I'll forget well, it this I had, time. I had a point. I, I had a point I wanted to bring up about um, Chloe Latanzi and, and this the clip that they were playing. Um, like, there's a lot to get mad at excuse me, about uh, the Latanzis. There's the lack of self-awareness. There's the horrible singing that, that uh, she imposed upon the world. That's that's fine. But what made me the maddest was y'all, y'all were talking. It was Anne and Christy, right, mm-hmm. yes. doing this show? Yeah. Um, and I think Christy had looked up what Chloe Latanzi looked like and and it got me curious so I looked her up and I looked Matt Latanzi up and of course I already know what Olivia Newton-John looks like because I'm I live and breathe so Chloe Latanzi at that point was like in her early or mid-20s at the latest and clearly it had a lot of plastic surgery done yes and indeed I I don't get mad about plastic surgery if, you know if you know, you're you're getting older and you're not happy with what's going on. Or even if you're young and you've just got something that just is, you know, something awful going on and you want to fix it. But when you when you hit the genetic lottery and and have Olivia Newton-John as your mom and Matt Latanzi, who is a good looking uh, young Very. actor. Yep. Um, as your parents, give it a chance, <laughs> you know, let it play out a little bit. Give give your looks a little line. You know, she's only 32, let it run a little bit. You know, it's not like she had a bunch of wrinkles to fix or, you know, she just seemed right. like she was addicted to plastic surgery. Yeah. Let's, let's take a look. You know, let, let's at least get to let's at least get to 30, 35. And and then, you know, if it if for some reason uh, 23 and me wasn't kind to you, you know, then then get some stuff done. But she clearly had started getting stuff done before before she any. <clears throat> I'm getting really mad about this. <laughs> I'm getting inordinately mad about this. Every time I look at her frozen face with her weird eyes staring off in some weird direction, I'm it makes me mad because there are so many people who would have loved to have been in that position. And maybe you don't hit the lottery as far as the singing goes because probably Matt Latanzi can't sing. 
And that's why he's living in a teepee because he's so sad about that. <laughs> but but you're probably going to be pretty good looking. So give it a fucking chance. Okay. Rant over. <laughs> it, she seems to be trying to take the career path now of like a Kardashian, but without the business sense. Mm-hmm. She does mm-hmm. a lot of like Instagram photos of her perched suggestively on her bed honest to god there was one where she had her arms like pushing her boobs out you know from the side that thing that women do to make their boobs look bigger and i'm like it's so pathetic Mm. this is this is some some emotional traumas going on in there I just can't believe Oscar season came and went and Sharknado 5 and her role in it was no nowhere to be seen. Overlooked. Overlooked. <laughs> Overlooked of justice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go listen to that show anyway. Um, Mike, do you have a stump date for us? I do. Uh, I my, my ankle's still broken, but the good news is, is I am now um, walking pretty easily on level ground without assistance. Um, I, I can walk up and down the hallways of the house. I can, if I'm out and about, I can, I can walk around, uh, pretty easily. I can't change levels. I can't go up a ramp. I can't go up a step because that ankle's not going to allow it. So I'm still waiting for that part to come in and then I will go get that fixed and, uh, hopefully be, be fully functional pretty soon. But, um, right now I still have to get on my wheelchair to go between levels of our house of which we have several thousand uh, one or two step levels in this house. Good choice on that house. You mentioned it last week, Meredith, but whenever Mike, you say the ankle is still broken. I have that momentary. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. That must hurt. Oh no. No. Just means I stand like a goofball. Um, Okay, we have a Jam Tracker update. Cecilia Hanley uh, from Atlanta stepped up and gave some money. I feel kind of guilty about this because I feel like I kind of um, uh, panhandled this because I forget what the post was on the Stens page. Y'all don't really follow the Stens page anymore, but uh, I think I said something under a post about how I was was getting frustrated and considering quitting this job that uh, I don't get paid for. And no one's asking me to do. Mm-hmm. And she said something like she had five dollars in a Venmo account, and she wanted to give it to me or Lynn Aww. Fam or somebody. And Lynn gave her all the links or whatever. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to put the links <laughs> in and go, "Oh, definitely send your money over here." But uh, but she uh, she ponied up some money for us, and and that was very much appreciated. And I, I hope I hope Lynn got a slice of that pie too, because I don't want you know I don't want him quitting the the job that he doesn't get paid to do and the self-imposed unpaid job (laughs) right right and we're in the same boat on that we do a lot of complaining about this self-imposed unpaid job (laughs) that's what makes it fun well i met cecilia in atlanta in um in austin and she's great so yeah happy to hear from her she's great i've been facebook friends with her like almost since the beginning of all this uh michigas and uh, she's always fun um, throw your phone moments. We got uh, we got four of them this week. Three of them are specific to days, which uh, hopefully we'll remember to bring up when we're going through those days. But there was one uh, that came in in general, and that was from Friday's guest, Nace, who said, uh, I'm so torn. TBTL doing birthdays makes me want to throw my phone, but right way to rock makes me want to hug my phone. 
<laughs> I think it's worth it. And strongly agree, yeah. Grace. Yeah. Strongly what? agree. It's the we got to find a different way it. to play that thing. Hmm. I prefer the Josh Groban version. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you're... You you've got musicality, girl. You 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 got skills. Uh, we like. I think the reason I don't want to speak for you, Meredith, but the reason I really like it is because I can sing it almost exactly in my broken, awful singing voice. Yes. Well, so um, Anne, that I didn't have much of an appreciation for Josh Groban until he appeared on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Did you see that? He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's so funny, and I had no idea. He's very so. down. And he's yeah. really self-aware too. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. totally happy to make fun of his own yes. sort of earnest, his own shtick, pop, pop yeah. classical um, persona. Yeah, I like that about him a lot. Yeah, that that video with the candles. <laughs> yeah, he's trapped in the cage of candles. Yes. <laughs> you get a lot of. There's a lot of play in there as a human being when when your stuff is just flying off the shelves at at Starbucks, then you can relax with your image right. and just have some fun because make a you've, few YouTube you've cracked the code. <laughs> right. You're never going to be wanting for anything again. You can go ahead and make fun of yourself. Right. Okay. Let's get on with our week in review. I think, Anne, you've got Monday. I do. Monday is number 2589, How I Met Your Sheriff. Uh, so Andrew starts out the show by talking <laughs> about how he went to see Black Panther again. Um, He refers to it several times as the Black Panther movie, which I'm not (laughs) sure what that's about. You can just say the name, Andrew. There's some (laughs) weird thing about saying the Black Panther movie. Sounds like something my dad would do. That's what we do as olds. We put put, uh, articles in front of things and we we, we mess up letters. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) he says that he did take some cough drops specifically because of what Jen said once about people coughing in movie theaters. I don't think that you should need to think of Jen Anders to know that that's just sort of basic courtesy (laughs) to bring cough drops if you're going to be hacking a lung up during the movie. But he goes on to this thing, old man yells at clouds about how he hates modern movie theaters with assigned seating. Oh, speaking of old man yells at clouds, let's go to our Monday, throw your phone from some Bobby guy. I don't know. Uh, email oldman at yells at dot cloud <laughs> who says Andrew hates the comfort and convenience of modern movie theaters. I could not believe I couldn't agree with you more old man Bobby. This made me so mad. This was my definite uh, worst part of the whole week. He was sick, which is maybe half an excuse for why he was so grumpy about this. But I love modern movie theaters. I love assigned seating. I love everything about it. I love that you can get a drink at the movies now. Like it's just become such a more enjoyable experience. And he hates everything about it. He hates comfortable chairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too Are comfortable. You kidding? <laughs> it's like when they're too I w- comfortable. I would have been willing to listen to. Uh, it's made it too expensive to go to the movies. Sure. Argument. That's the only argument. That's the only one. Well, prices tend to increase over time anyway, old man. I know. know, It's it's not that expensive. Yeah. It's not. And and movie theaters have to compete with people having really awesome home stereo systems and and great TVs. You know, Mm -hmm. they have to do something to get us to get out of our houses. And this is what they're doing. And I, for one, appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) This is the part where I shamefully admit I sort of agree with him. (laughs) Some voice. (laughs) Because... I, well, first of all, I, I was, 
actually, I was thinking about going to see the Black Panther movie, and I was looking at times, <laughs> and I was like, no, then you I couldn't don't find wanna... any listings for the Black Panther movie. It's not a and movie. Everywhere. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know that how online they always subdivide it in by type of theater now. So like within my theater, it's showing on sixteen different screens. But you could go to see the IMAX version. I was like, no, I don't want to see IMAX. You could go to see the three D version. No, I don't want to see three D. I just want to see the regular movie. But then there is the assigned seating theater option i was like you know i don't actually want that and uh one of the things that andrew said that i thought made some sense from my perspective is that you choose your seat but then you have no control of who's sitting around you when you just walk into an unassigned uh, seating theater you can make that quick calculation and go people there people there people there oh there's a spot that's not chock full of people I'm going to go sit there whereas if you reserve your seat ahead of time you lose that and you have no control over whether people are going to sit next to you but people could come sit next to you anyway can't you just wait until you're in the parking lot about to walk in and then reserve your seat and I got to do it at the counter sure uh-huh. I guess I, I think Reserved seating is probably a really good option for people who don't want to get to the theater super early. All, all you last minute and late running movie theater goers that I hate, um, I think that reserved seating is a really good idea for you. But for someone like me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like to take the lay of the land and then get in there. Do you think it's a solo movie goer thing? Maybe. I don't know. I just don't like yeah. people that much. I also, uh, I will not go on an evening. Actually, I'll try to go when I think there's as few people as possible. If I could go at a 1030 on a Sunday morning movie, that's about perfect for me. The the Mm -hmm. more chance that I'll have a theater to myself, the better. Which sort of raises Mm -hmm. the point, why don't you just wait until it comes out and you can watch it at home on your large TV, which is mostly what I do. However much I agree with him, his point that people are too comfortable in a public space, I think is pretty ridiculous. I'm not sure. Um, People are putting their feet up? In a reclining chair? I don't know. This is his same problem with, you know, those massage tables at the airport. You're relaxing too much in public. Be (laughs) ever vigilant. You know, I, I don't agree with people wearing, you know, like, um pajama pants to the grocery store but i don't have any problem with uh reclining in a chair in public mm-hmm. and hannah made a good point about that when she came in said she was too short for regular movie theater seats her legs would dangle so the reclining seats were perfect right for her. yeah so it solved that problem <laughs> shout out to ellen <laughs> mini person oh right ellen, the, yeah. the short american uh, let's see. Then I sort of tuned out momentarily and Andrew was talking about something to do with his Lyft driver. Was he, did he miss the movie time that he wanted? Because yeah. he, they ran because into traffic. traffic. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so he had an adventure with his Lyft driver. Then he gives Luke a DC slash Marvel quiz as which superheroes are DC and which are Marvel, which is boring. And <laughs> do you know, Ann, have you picked this up through your brother? Do you know oh, this yeah. information? Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, it, yep, yep. it just bounces off me. I've been stuff. told this information probably hundreds of times and I can't retain it <laughs> right. because I have the same mental <laughs> right. block that I do with football rules. It just, right. I just don't care. It can't. You just can't penetrate. Nope. You can't get in there. 
we grew up with comic books spread all over the dining room table right. as he was drawing from them. And since I am one of those people that will read anything that is sitting in front of me, I would mm-hmm. pick up some comic books and read them. And So, yeah, sure. I know all that stuff pretty well. Um, then Andrew plays the Super Friends cartoon, which, again, not my favorite thing to play random YouTube clips in the middle of the show without previewing them. So that is the end of movie talk for now. Uh, Luke gets all excited because when he was arriving at Andrew's house today, he saw a lady who was parking a sob poorly, and he wants to know if this is the pink ink person. And Andrew confirms that, yes, indeed it is. So now we know. It's, just, we know pink, before? it's just pink ink person. It's not the pink ink person. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did, did we know that pink ink Parker drove a sob, or is this just a new piece of the puzzle? I figured it was a sob because if you're if you've bought a sob, you're a poor decision maker to start with. So, <laughs> well, there's not really any more to that story other than Luke is very excited about it. Top story for the day: we're going back to the movies because the Oscars was yesterday, and Andrew hates them. I think we knew this already, but he says that the reason that he hates the Oscars is because he finds the format phony and there's a lot of talk about what makes them phony but I think I agree with him I think the Oscars are really an exercise in self-congratulation for the most part but I don't know awards shows I think are phony by nature I don't see what they could do to get around it right it's just a bunch of really rich people celebrating themselves and then Mm -hmm. some not rich people who worked really hard sitting way in the back who don't get to come on stage and talk (laughs) I love it when when they um they give out a technical award and the the person comes up and they grab it and they start talking and about two seconds the music starts right yeah. boring <laughs> it's like we don't care how big a star you are uh uh gives you gives you however many seconds more you know your star power determines when that music starts playing that's just some poor poor sound editor comes comes out and they go, da, da, da. hey i just started talking <laughs> i'd like to thank my da, 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 da. they oh, used up shit. all their time walking from the second to the last row <laughs> to get up to the stage right right exactly they should have sprinted up there and bought themselves a few more seconds so they talk a little bit about Kimmel as the host. Uh, Andrew is not a big fan of Kimmel because he doesn't care for his pranky stuff. And Luke comments that Kimmel is a little bit broy for Andrew, maybe. And I think that's my um, my feeling exactly as I've always felt that he's a little a little broy. And like Andrew, I don't I don't like the quote pranky stuff. But he has been evolving a lot, which they mm-hmm. they talk about. He's been evolving as a, a host and, and maybe as a person. And they talk about the politicization of is that a word? Politicization? I'm making it one. Sounds like of, it seems like it. Of of late night hosts and and how politics is sort of um the name of the game on late night. I mean, I think it always was to some degree. You can go back and listen to Johnny Carson talking about Watergate if you want to. So it's not like this is a new thing. We just went through the Leno era where you're not going to make any kind of joke that might offend anybody for a long time. So this just feels new. Well, things are just batshit crazy right now. And if you if you, if you you tried to have a, any kind of a TV show and not talk about what was mm-hmm. going on, right. I mean, you'd be an idiot. <laughs> so Yeah, they have to talk about the news on these kind of shows. And the news and is the just news writing is... its own comedy, so it's impossible yeah. to avoid. Right. 
Well, Andrew says that he wishes that he liked the Oscars. He wants to be more like Jen, who is an enthusiastic Oscar embracer, but he's just not. And Luke is kind of in between. And then they talk about the movies for a long time, and I don't see any point in us going over that. Uh, Let's move on to the more interesting story of the day, which is Don Gorski, the guy who is on pace to eat 30,000 Big Macs. He's in the Guinness Book of World Record. He was in the Morgan Spurlock movie Supersized. I remember seeing him in that. Mm. And they want to play his the tape of his interview on cable news with Maria Bartiromo. And uh, they're more interested in the tension that was between <laughs> Maria and the co-host. I don't think we ever found out his name. Did we? Uh, uh, no. I don't think, I think so. They, they speculated on it. That... There are shows on TV that I can't watch just because they make me nervous. And yeah. that seems like one of those shows. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, these people seem like they're about to fight. My parents fought a lot when I was a little kid. And once I got out of that, I was like, I don't need to witness people fighting ever again. And uh, I'm not going to watch it on TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm very comfortable with TV where you're pretty sure that the hosts are like eye rolling one another when they're mm-hmm. off camera. <laughs> Get a load of this asshole. I mean, that's all all you're hearing, you know, in the other's voice. Yep. In in terms of, of Don's journey, uh, they end up talking a little bit about people's body types and people's body types are what they are. And the guy who's eaten 30,000 Big Macs does not have a weight problem because that's just how God made him. Thanks a lot, God. Not very happy with you. <laughs> uh, they talk a well, little bit about... Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's stop and talk about this. Like a Big Mac is, I'm just going to guess, 600, 700 calories, give or take 100 calories. And, you know, uh, average adult human eats is supposed to eat so many calories a day, right? He may actually eat less calories or fewer calories than a normal adult human. They just happen to be Big Macs, so he doesn't get that big. You know what I mean? Like if he's eating 10 a day then you would expect him to be huge. Right. If he's eating one, maybe one and a half or two a day, maybe he can maintain his, his trim figure. I never saw him in supersize me, but... Well, hey, you know, you throw in a perch dinner here and there, you're right, you're doing a good job. Right. I had a Big Mac last week, by the way. I, was I, was it? Never, I haven't had one in ages. I, well, see, my, my problem always with the Big Mac was I'm not a double patty person. Like, I'm not really in it for the meat. I'm in it for all the accoutrement. What's an accoutrement? I'm I'm in it for for all the all the other trappings, you know, the sauce, the lettuce, and all that. Um, so, but what got me to get one this week is right now they're like celebrating the Big Mac and they have like a double Big Mac and they, you know, of course they have the regular Big Mac and they have a Big Mac Junior, which is one patty. And to me, that was like, hey, I would have been eating these. I I'd be hot on Don Gorski's tail. <laughs> If if they had been making these one patty ones, that used to be my so. jam at Burger King was a Whopper Junior. Yeah, Whopper with Junior with cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, just the right amount. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. perfect, and it's a bargain proposition too. Yes. Because it, it's, it's like a dollar. It's like yeah, it's great. Come on. Anyway, when my parents took us to McDonald's, we ordered the McLeans. That's the oh. family that we were. How sad. <laughs> You're going to McDonald's. <laughs> I know, but my parents were very interested in being healthy within the context of oh not God. cooking for their children. <sighs> well, to continue on on the body size, Luke talks about how 
Susie once taught some sort of seminar about fitness that was her church church or or something something. yeah 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 yeah. it's not like she's tony robbins or anything no but basically her thesis was that you just have to jog up and down the stairs when you're taking the laundry up and and that'll do it (laughs) well what what it springs out of is people's expectation um that you're going to be a fat person if you like eat at mcdonald's a lot or if you pop out a bunch of children you know, mm-hmm. they're just they're just expecting you to be a great big fat person. So if you're not, you must have some magical thing other than metabolism or, you know, or just a natural lean body type. So mm-hmm. it's a bunch of bullshit that people have these expectations. Mm-hmm. And yet we do. Of course we do. Yep. Uh, and then we learn uh, what we've referenced before, that sometimes Don has has a perch dinner on top of his two Big Macs for the day. I'm so glad that that has become a thing for the whole rest of the week. I love this perch dinner talk. <laughs> so it's much. pretty funny I that they find each other so funny about this and mm-hmm. also that they can't believe that anybody actually eats perch dinners. Yeah, that is a super <laughs> Midwest thing. I know, but I think it's funny that they think that it's funny because it just seems totally normal to me. I've never heard of it. It's really good. Yeah. I'm not a, oh, I'm not sure. a big um, fish eater, eat um, but when I was up in the Upper Peninsula over the summer, I had a, a lake perch. It's like fried, you know, it's just fried white fish. It's very mild, um, but it's actually really, really good. And when they just catch it right on the lake right there, it's fantastic. I'm up yep. right now for a Big Mac and a perch dinner. <laughs> junior Big Mac or a Whopper Junior with cheese. All right, then uh, we'll move on to... Tuesday, number 2590, podcast me like one of your French girls. Hannah Brooks Olson is uh, an emergency guest. Uh, Phyllis was teased on Monday as uh, co-hosting on Tuesday, but something came up and she couldn't make it. So we have Hannah Brooks Olson. Um, They tell some soup stories and uh, they're they're talking about dive bars. I, for one, have uh, had an ass full of dive bar talk. I don't know. <laughs> yes. If I want to hear anybody talk We've about a dive bar the rest of my life. Dive bar. Like we get right. it. They're cool. I yeah, I think I've said this before. I, I find them depressing because yes. I had spent plenty of time in them and I just it's they're they're it's super sad. I find them irritating go. that you can only pay in cash because I never carry cash anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Crown Royal bags, though they are definitely the sign of a dirt bag. Mm-hmm. I know this because all my, my, my to- I've told you my brother is a '70s guy, still is, and um, all of his friends had Crown Royal bags all over their houses. And well, hold on, all... it's you're a dirt bag or you play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, game pieces. Yeah, yeah, dice. Mm-hmm. In my experience, it was drugs. Okay. <laughs> you know, said your drugs in the Crown Royal. I guess I you hung out with more nerds time than, than if you picked druggies. up all the Crown Royal bags at my at my brother's house and took them home. You wouldn't be wasting your time because <laughs> you and your friends would have drugs for days. Uh, I have a note here that uh, Hannah says uh, what she's gonna, she's going to buy some stuff when she gets her tax return, and and I I love Hannah and I really love this show on Wednesday, but I this has to stop. No one is waiting for a tax return to buy something. You are submitting a tax return, and sometimes you might get a tax refund <laughs> with which you can purchase something. Oh. Jesus Christ, people. Mike's How stupid are picky. we? Ugh. 
I'm waiting for my tax return. Well, you'll be waiting a long time because you're the one who has to file it. <laughs> you dummy. Anyway, um, there's a quiz, of course, because Luke is, is gone and uh, Andrew always does a quiz when Luke's gone. Uh, Donovan song or Seattle hotspot? Not a bad quiz. No, it's Except we had to listen to some Donovan. Yeah, that was the bad part. Every one of those things sounds the same to me. Yeah, Everyone he could have played the same song over and over and I wouldn't have noticed. I, I wouldn't have known either. DC or Marvel, Donovan's song, Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> um, back, at, I guess, on the same vein as the dive bar talk, the, these places that call themselves speakeasies, oh my God, how pretentious is that? Alcohol is legal and your <laughs> establishment is legal. I went into one once and you had to get a secret password from like their Facebook page. And then you go in and it was so dark that I couldn't read the menu. It's like, we're taking this a little too far. And then you couldn't order, you know, like it was one of those places that had a menu of a few things, but they really just wanted to make you something that had 4,000 ingredients that was personalized to you based on the things that you like. But they spend about 30 seconds per person and then you end up with something you kind of like. And it's like, oh, I could have just had a gin and tonic and been happy. If there's no danger of the cops coming in and a wall turning, you know, um, it's it's not a speakeasy. You've got a douchebag bar is right. what you have. Sorry, I'm getting really mad today <laughs> and hungry. Uh, top story. I didn't pay much attention to this um, story. They found the world's oldest message in, the, in a bottle, which uh, led to a pretty great joke about there being an archaic dick pic inside <laughs> there. I wonder when the first uh, dick pic or dick representation, you know, because obviously before photography. Oh, I'm sure there's um, cave drawings of dicks. Yeah, like some asshole would draw draw a dick on supposedly his dick, but probably embellished on a stone tablet and then yeah. go show it to some mortified cave woman. I, it's, this has to go all the way back because guys have never really changed, right? If you look real carefully at the hieroglyphics and the pyramids, it's like, oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, Wagoneers, yeah. go go searching. Post them on our <laughs> Facebook page. I want to see cave painting dicks. And I, I would just like the 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 cave woman. You know, she's like, okay, I'll throw I'll throw this guy. Literally, I'll throw him a bone, and and they get together, and then she like, you know, she gets out the thing that he, the tablet that he sent her and goes points at it and then points at his junk and, and just goes, mm, no, <laughs> no, no. Nice try. False advertising, caveman. All right. Uh, voicemail. I think it's a voicemail from Chris Hayes singing the Right Way to Rock song. Yep. Actually singing the Right Way to Rock. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I could do that one and you know pull that one off. <laughs> The scatting, I couldn't do, and apparently neither could Chris, although he couldn't remember that he couldn't do it. There's an email about <laughs> Andrew's hatred of comfort in the in the movie theater, and uh, we had to do we had to stop down a little while ago, and then while we were stopped down, I asked Anne, um, I I don't know, I maybe I didn't ask, maybe she just told me that she had never been to one of these reserve seat theaters, nope. never been to one of these comfort oh. places where you could get a drink and recline, so. We got to get her there and see if we can change her mind about mm-hmm. this. I know. I guess bit. it's not very fair of me to say that I don't want it and I don't need it if I've never actually tried it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, with kombucha, 
I think I can safely. Yeah. <laughs> not going to fight you there. I've, I've smelled You're it. You're right so about that's, it. That's enough. Um, Andrew outs himself as a, a movie stealer. Even as an adult, he mm. likes to steal movies. And you can't do that in one of those theaters. So um, part of why he doesn't like the modern comfortable movie theater is because he can't break the law. Who's got time to watch two movies in a row? That's exactly. What That's <laughs> when you throw in all the previews, it's like a three-hour experience sometimes. Yeah. And they just keep they just keep giving me the the side eye when I'm wheeling back and forth across the <laughs> concourse. <laughs> Hasn't this guy been here all day? <laughs> but there shouldn't be any steps in the movie theater. Well. I guess you have to sit in the front row. But if you wheel yourself into one and then you come out and walk to the next one, then they won't catch oh. on, right? Yeah. Hasn't hasn't the hasn't this guy wheeled through and watched the Black Panther movie at least three times today? <laughs> in IMAX and 3D and in regular vision. Um Buttery Andy. I don't know how that that uh, that uh came out, but it was it was uh simultaneously clever and disturbing mm-hmm. uh there's an uh email about uh a natural recipe for goo gone goo gone is a miracle product yeah, by the way is. but but it is a nasty <laughs> substance that uh needs to be well controlled when you're using it because you don't want it you don't want it anywhere but exactly on whatever job you're using it for um, they talk about the cleaning while gross, which is a good point. I always forget to do this, right? I take a shower first thing every morning and then often I clean the house for a couple hours. And, and then a lot of times I'll get, I'll get sweaty and I'll be like, why the fuck don't I clean the house first and then take a shower? And I will never do it. I'll never change, but I will have that thought at least a couple times a week. Like, Hey dummy, why don't you just get out of bed and clean the house? But something about... I need that shower to wake up and be motivated to clean the house. I don't know. That makes sense. But what one of the things I love about being done with cleaning is like, okay, the tub is clean. Now I can, oh, yeah. you know, get into a nice clean tub and then I can be done. And, and showering is such a reset that it's mm-hmm. like, ah, complete. Now I can relax. But don't you ever okay. feel like I just cleaned this and now I'm going to get in there and make it dirty? Sort of, but I use that shower cleany spray, so I feel like that mitigates it a little bit. Hmm. My dilemma is that I often always go to the gym on Saturday mornings, so I come home and I'm gross and I'm I'm sweaty, and do I shower and then clean or just clean and then shower? Because I'm so gross. I don't want to spend any more time than necessary once I get home. Like, I want that sports bra off. off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I don't know I it, that's a it's a hard decision to make. You know, Anne, we were talking. Emily and I were talking about your braless state earlier this week. <laughs> when I don't want to know why. When Treasure Treasure Samuel posted something on her page, I think, and she was talking about. I think she was at the doctor's or something, and and they were the the doctor and the nurse were complimenting her on her bra or something mm-hmm. and then she said like this is the first bra that's so comfortable i don't immediately peel it off when i get home and of course it put the whole doctor's office in an uproar with people trying to you know find out and go to the website and order 
thousands of these yeah. bras. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was just thinking, because you, you talked about how you never answer your door because you'll never have a bra on when nope. you're at home. <laughs> and I think Emily's more or less the same. And it's just, I feel... I feel shitty that y'all have to wear those things. I mean, I wish it had never started, you know? Me too. And it was just the normal that people's breasts were what they are. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm the same as you, Anne, except it doesn't stop me from doing anything. I'll answer the door. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's your funeral. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a slender lady. You're you're packing less heat than I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get away with more of that. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um... Fabuloso, the it came up, which oh, it is fabuloso. Uh, that stuff is great. I I've never used it, but I, yeah, every time I go by that aisle in Target, I, I think I want some Kool Aid because it looks so delicious. It does look delicious. You need to go I, to Fiesta and get. I wonder it. how many Mexican kids have died drinking <laughs> Fabuloso. Probably fewer than white kids who ate Tide Pods. That's true. That's true. I gotta try this stuff. What do you use it for? It's just all-purpose cleaner, you you know, oh. glass cleaner and a surface cleaner. Hmm. Works really well. Um, cleaning rituals are discussed, which I think leads to the Hey Dummies video this week, which froze up on me this week, but he was yeah, about to clean too. his toilet or something. He has a robot shower curtain. I know. I cool. love that robot shower <laughs> curtain. But that's it for Tuesday. All right. 2591 episode name I didn't write down. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> These boots were made for talking. That's oh, yeah, that's called. right. Oh, this that's is the this is the boot show. Um, Luke is in New York City or New York Jersey, as he keeps calling it, and there's a crazy snowstorm, uh, the likes of which he has not witnessed before. Um, and he brought one pair of shoes. He mentioned on last week's um, show, one of them, his complicated packing strategy, and it sounds like it didn't really pay off because he's missing a lot of items that he needs yeah, for this trip. Um, I always err on the side of overpacking. I'm sure I've mentioned this, but I pack too much stuff, but it's just for this exact reason. I don't want to have to go buy a bunch of extra stuff when I'm traveling Mm -hmm. and then bring it home and have double things. So I'll just pack more. I'm, I'm fine with checking a bag now and then um so he's got uh one pair of shoes that are not going to work in all this slush and snow and water so he is searching and searching and searching for a place that isn't sold out of galoshes and he winds up at this very weird store that happens to just be around the corner where they yell to each other on walkie-talkies and throw shoes downstairs but he does wind up with a pair of sperry duck boots that he really likes it's like he went shoe shopping in the movie brazil (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it sounded a little chaotic and a little um, unpleasant, which is probably the reason they had boots still, because nobody else wants to go there. Um, but it seemed to do a good job for Luke. And Andrew chimes in that he also likes Sperry's. Thanks, Andrew. Um, he was so, Luke was so. Um... I don't know, cranky about the fact that he couldn't find boots anywhere. He's like, nowhere in New York City sells galoshes. I'm like, Luke, it's March. Mm -hmm. Why are you thinking you're just going to run around to the corner shoe store and get a pair of winter snow boots? It's not going to happen. Everyone in New York bought those in November. Yep. 
Um, we did get a throw your phone from listener Carolyn. She says the story of Luke's trip through New York, Jersey to get proper shoes was a real quote, Luke being too Luke quote that I loved a real hug your phone story with a happy ending. Stories like this are what keep me listening. So that was yes. sweet. It didn't involve any entitled etiquette, right? <laughs> didn't involve him talking about low carbing it or being on his grind. It was really very mm-hmm. refreshing. They didn't play mm-hmm. any weird YouTubes. Nope. <laughs> hey, remember those commercials that were on in Ohio in the late no, 80s? No, nobody for does. Boots. <laughs> um, Andrew feels for people who don't have proper footwear but are still being told to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Um, and we all have to take a moment to appreciate how lucky we are that we can afford to buy boots if we need to. Good point. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a that's a that's a true problem. Um, so, uh, you know, that's probably the closest we come to entitled etiquette is that Luke is able to just go anywhere he wants and buy some boots. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that we didn't go back to the bread bags on the feet story. Yes. Yes. From his childhood. <laughs> we had to do that too. We would line our boots with those when we were kids. Smart. Yeah. Keep some waterproof if they aren't. Um, mm-hmm. Top story, I think, although I don't know if they designated it as such, is that uh, the clapper, the Amazon clapper, is laughing at people in the night. And this sounds terrifying, and I don't have one of these things, and I'm glad. <laughs> yes, this, this is would why freak me I out. will never be getting one of these home assistant things, because this is just, this is 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah. this is Skynet, and this is creepy, man. I would not say a word. I would pick the thing up and say, hi. And then I would walk out to the car and we would drive out into the country and I would chuck that thing into a ravine and drive home and hope it didn't come knocking on my door. Follow you back. Hours later. Right. I'm not very happy with you, Mike. Why (laughs) did you do that, Mike? I thought we were friends, Mike. (laughs) This is an episode of Black Mirror just waiting to happen. Oof. Chilling. Ugh. Scary. I don't have one of these things because I I have my phone and I can tell Siri to do all sorts of things and that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't feel yeah. the need to have another device that will work. I don't know, seventy five percent of the time and then scare the shit out of me. The other yeah, this movie's being made right now. Mm-hmm. This movie's being cast and and made right now. There's an episode like um, on the newest season of X Files that's a, a basically about smart homes and new technology kind of going awry they 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 mm-hmm. decline to tip at a the, their robot chefs at a restaurant a sushi restaurant because they serve molder a um, blobfish instead of what he ordered <laughs> so he doesn't tip <laughs> and it reminds him for like 24 hours that he didn't tip and all these horrible things keep happening until he finally tips and then the, the robots are called off wow. and they don't kill him it's kind of amazing I knew we were in for a rough ride when we brought home our our clapper and it had the voice of Hal. (laughs) I bet you can do that. Um, They go on a long, long rant about Twitter. Luke sort of returned to Twitter with the gif of Trump being afraid of an eagle, um, mocking him for saying that he was going to run into a school unarmed to catch a shooter, which is, I mean, that's a really excellent point on Luke's part. Mm -hmm. That was worth going back to Twitter for. What does it cost anybody to say they would have been a hero? Yeah. Everyone everyone knew this guy in elementary school, you know. Well, what I'd have done, you know, 
Come this on. is like when two guys are going to fight and then they just keep making really loud excuses for why they won't. <laughs> yeah. I would just yeah. kick your ass, you know. I didn't want to <laughs> fight anyway. They clearly don't want to fight. Um, Luke talks about how he generally only has the urge to tweet when he's a little bit drunk and alone because he needs to feel connected to people. I definitely don't have that urge, but I'm a lot more introverted no. than Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy to be alone and drunk and, and confined <laughs> to my house. <laughs> you're trying to get away from the interactions yeah yeah it's a way to hide from the world but Mm -hmm. luke needs to reach out um but they do talk about how their lives are better without facebook and twitter on their phones um which brings up light phone talk and uh finally i know andrew mentions to luke that one of the, the the things that people are always asking him on facebook when he does decide to check in that uh we all want to know what's going on with the light phone and luke says that he doesn't he didn't fully trust it it didn't actually work for him because he didn't trust that it was forwarding his calls i guess i'm not hmm. really sure what the what the the anxiety was about that but he didn't feel that it worked properly so he never uh was able to transition to the light phone it seems like there would be a pretty easy way to figure that out. Sure would. Go back and look at your phone and what phone calls you got and see if they transferred to the light phone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there's something that we're not, he's not saying here. He he does say mm-hmm. that it could have been user error, which is what my guess is, or he, he could never remember his password to it or something. Um, that's basically all there was for Wednesday, but I did write a note that they played a promo during this episode for the TBTL challenge. Whoops. Did anyone guess hmm. else get that? Yes, I did hear that. I thought that was really odd. So somebody, oh, they haven't told anyone at, at APM that, that it's over. Jamie, it's still in play. Yeah, maybe you still have a chance. Better get in that prison, Jamie, and rack up some more numbers. Because apparently the contest is still on. So that's Wednesday. All right, Thursday, 2592. Your bank is aboard. Um... Congrats to me for writing down both of my show titles this yeah. week. I haven't done that in ages, so you win. I lose. Good job by me. Uh, Luke is in, in a suddenly dry New York City or New York Jersey, and we find out Andrew's rent is going up uh, two hundred dollars a month. This happened to me when I was renting in Redmond before I moved to Austin. Like that for the first two years, there was no. There was no raise in rent, and then all of a sudden, there you know, it was like two hundred and fifty dollar increase. I don't understand why places do this. Why not just put it up, you know, boil that frog, you know, put it yep. up by fifty bucks. But mm-hmm. when you do something like this, you're just motivating. You're lighting a fire under people to. Maybe they want you to leave. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Get this bank robber out of here. Yeah. I don't know. I had a landlord once who, I guess it was only a hundred bucks, but it was a shitty apartment. My mother called it the dump. And I used to get mad at her. I was like, I live here. I can call it the dump. You can't call my home the dump. But when our landlord was like, yeah, we're going to charge you, I think it was up to $950 a month for this piece of shit attic apartment. But if you want to stay, we'll only charge you 900 because you're good tenants. And, you know, I think we would have stayed in that shitty place just because it was convenient but the moment they did that, we were like Andrew and Genevieve were like, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. No way, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't say that's why I moved to Austin and got married, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for the next three months of nonstop talking about moving. Ugh. It's a great thing to think about and talk about. Yeah. 
we'll we'll uh we'll get no, a lot more No, I don't think so. That. I think it's 1st of April on the uh on the Craigslist listing that Bobby definitely did not stock. I think it was a <laughs> March 15th or April 1st moving date. Okay, good. Yeah, I I think Bobby was on the, had had the address and the listing within 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nice looking place. Actually, I did before Bobby came up with his stocking magic. It was so easy to find because I went to Google Maps and I think I just googled Roosevelt neighborhood Seattle just to see where he was talking about and where it was in relation to Wallingford. And then in the uh, the sub search, you know, where it has nearby like restaurants nearby or whatever, I put in architecture firms and there's only one architecture firm in yeah. Roosevelt, and that was clearly it. So. Good job at camouflaging that, Andrew. It's a very cool neighborhood. It's uh, it's much closer to Genevieve's job. She might even be able to walk on nice days to the UW. And it makes me so angry when Andrew says UW. <laughs> it's not UW, you poor boy. <sighs> Just trying to... Trying to calm down. He's going to stop by the U-Dub on his way to see the Black Panther movie. <laughs> the Black Panther movie, holding his poor boy. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Luke, Luke, and, uh, Luke, and, uh, Luke and Genevieve both love looking for new spaces. Uh, Andrew doesn't really like looking for new spaces. He just wants a quiet place to live. Luke just wants a good stare. I can appreciate that. <laughs> you know, he's, he talks about his experience in college. I think he was in the McMahon dorms in at the UW. <laughs> um, he was in, in McMahon, and it sits up on a bluff, uh, it's, uh, and it, it overlooks Lake Washington and the freeway, and it really is an awesome view. So I can see where he got into some, some staring habits. Wait, Lake back. Washington and the freeway? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful floating bridge across Lake Washington. Um, Luke talks about, because it brings up uh, the the UW experience, he talks about his Immaculate Conception scare. I I really want to talk to him personally about this, because I think there are some details that he doesn't feel comfortable sharing on a family podcast Mm -hmm. that that really have to be explored. He already had a child. I can't imagine he didn't understand how it worked by then. There had to be some fluids exchanged yeah. in some way for him to be convinced that he, he made a girl. Well, maybe not. they fooled around in the hot tub or whatever. Right, the hot tub. Um, <laughs> but it just goes to show you... Uh, Lack of sex education in schools is not doing our kids any favors. Right. All right. I have a note I don't understand, so I'm going to skip uh, that one. Um, Luke is at war with the front desk over a workout fee in his uh, at his hotel, so he he's not paying it. So now he jogs around outside the hotel in uh, the freezing cold weather, just thinking over and over again instead of hard hat lunch pail. Uh, is that black ice? Is is that black ice? Is that black ice? Because the whole point of black ice is that you can't see it. You so. can't see it. You'll know it's black ice when you crack your head on the yes. pavement. You'll figure it out. 
Walter is still at it with the bootlegging. And he now, I don't know if he was doing this before, but now he completely reseals the entire um, clamshell packaging, which to me is very frustrating because the best part of getting a bootleg from someone in your family is that you, they can just hand it to you, you can plug it right in um, instead of you having to cut open the clamshell packaging and possibly cut your hands in the process. Because I think mm-hmm. I cut my hands on Definitely just cut about your hands. half of the fucking Costco, you know, when you're, when you're getting some some uh, 28 pack of whatever and you have to open it up and there are scissors involved, you know, usually sewing scissors or pinking shears mm-hmm. and, Use the and proper you're tools. just going to cut yourself. <laughs> right. So I would say, Walter, I won't turn you in. Just please just give me the thumb drive. I don't really want, I don't want it repackaged, but you don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth either. You want that British television show. Right. More That's going to be you know. on PBS in four months. <laughs> you can't wait. That's too you can't long. Wait. The um, the public radio, sorry, the public TV station in Austin is called KLRU, and I came up with a slogan that Emily really hates, and that is KLRU. Serious with all the British programming we've got over here. <laughs> so she doesn't like it when I bring that up. Um, Andrew's ready to work out again. He wants to move to a place. I don't know if Roosevelt's going to be the neighborhood for him. I, I haven't. I, I didn't even look at the the listing, um, so I'm not I'm not sure if the 24 hour fitness or whatever situation is going to work out for him there. It couldn't be any worse. Sounds like Wallingford had nothing really close or available. And it sounds like every time he gets in a lift when he leaves his house, they just go tearing off in the wrong direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so and if you make a bad driving decision in Seattle. It's not like it is um, in Texas where they have the Texas turnarounds. You know about these, Meredith, right? Oh, yeah. The, uh, very convenient. I mean, most states don't have them. Only a few few highways have them. But Texas had turnarounds built onto all their freeways where at every exit, you can turn around without waiting at a light. You just get into the far left lane and it just comes right around. You and just you do just a U-turn, mur- basically, a legal U-turn. Yeah. It's fantastic. But if you miss if you miss an exit in Seattle, like if your Lyft driver makes a bad decision, you've missed the Black Panther movie again. You might have missed <laughs> that one and the next showing of the yep. Black Panther movie. Oh, all right. Um, uh, Luke projects himself into workout videos. I don't know what that means. The toe cutter discussion. I'm not. I, this. I must have really been bored during this because I'm writing down all kinds of notes, and I, I haven't. To be honest, folks. I have not changed my note-taking um, since we've decided to tighten up our, our format a little bit because if I don't take notes, like if I don't take a note every five minutes, I have to rewind and start from the beginning. Because <laughs> And you still don't know what your notes mean most of the time. <laughs> I know. On this one, I mean, Tuesday I was fine, but I'm looking at Thursday and I'm like, half of these things don't make any sense because I was just writing something down to just like keep myself engaged. But clearly, right. it, it, it doesn't matter. But he was doing T25 in his hotel room and he played oh, that's some right. of the video of him. You know, Sean, nothing moves until Sean T tells you to. You're, oh. That's where your bank as a board comes from. Wow. OK, well, thanks for that. I mean, you, you did a good job staying engaged in that show. <laughs> All right. Uh, top story. Um, don't remember. That's my note there. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. 
there's a discussion of, of fake ice cream. They've been eating a lot of fake ice cream. I don't know what this diet ice cream they're eating is. Do, you, do, do either one of you partake in the diet ice cream? Halo Top, it's actually pretty good. Uh-huh. I don't mind it. I wouldn't mind it either. I think I think Andrew has a real problem with dairy in general because he's like, he's all on the sherbet and I'm like, sherbet. Yeah, sherbet would be my last choice for a frozen treat. But Halo Top does have non-dairy options and uh-huh. I they make them out of coconut milk and I genuinely love coconut. So that doesn't even seem like a sacrifice to me, hmm. which is weird. Um, but I do love their coconut milk ice cream as well. Yeah, coconut milk is okay. Coconut water, poof. Oh, no. Oh, gross. Gross. Emily says it tastes like, uh, Yep. well, well, we're not even going to get into that. Something I've never tasted. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I've done all the different permutations of diet foods. I mean, from back in the early 90s when it was all low fat and high carb to whatever we're doing today. And I've come to the conclusion that you just have to eat the regular ice cream. You just mm-hmm. do. I mean, they went into a whole thing about how for Andrew, it's as much about quantity as it is quality. I mean, he'd rather Experience. have shitty ice cream that he can eat more of. And I just, I just can't agree with that anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I think Halo Top is a, an acceptable substitute, but I'll choose a regular, I, I'll have a small amount of regular ice cream any day over, mm-hmm. you know, a ton of, of Halo Top or Sherbert, God forbid. Um, and, and listening to Andrew, I just have to say, listening to him talk about uh, his melted ice cream and how how he gets with that, it made me a little uncomfortable. Me too! Oh my I god, I thought it was just my own issues rearing up. No, it's sort of the same thing as when he talks, like when he says something about his bearded lips, it gives me the same like icky feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to think about it in that much detail and I don't like the way he describes it. Sorry. Oh, speaking of uh, too much detail, let me put a button on the coconut water talk. Um, <laughs> I I, th- I was at HEB. This was years and years ago, and I'd already heard Emily describe what coconut water tasted like because because we were like, I, I, at least I was saying like this stuff is getting really popular. You know, should I should we get some? And she said I've had it and it tastes like, you know, and I was in HEB and I was in. Um, the cold drink section and it was summertime and I was really thirsty and I was like, I'm gonna give it a try. So I bought the coconut water and I, I'm in, I'm in my car. I, I'm back out to the car and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna slake my thirst with this coconut water. And I took a sip and I was like, I'm sorry, ladies. I'm really sorry <laughs> for all the years. Really sorry. So sorry. We're going to have to hear yeah. that from each one of you, <laughs> but apology accepted. Oh, that, that, that's really, like, thanks it for It tastes me... like it's been squeezed out of a dirty sweat sock. Ugh. That, you're very kind mm-hmm. to say that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, CBS, uh, oh, uh, Luke's doing a story for CBS about uh, cloning dogs. Really great idea. Um, because of the thing going on with Barbara Streisand and he just wanted a reason dogs. to put Rudy on TV. I know, mm-hmm. and who doesn't want to see Rudy on TV? So uh, I, I think the decision was he's not going to clone Rudy, or he's going to clone Rudy but remove the uh, fur chromosome right. from the mix. <laughs> just a naked, weird-looking Rudy <laughs> running around the house. 
Um, and then he's also doing a story on the Flaming Hot Cheetos fellow, which is a good idea as well. And then um, I've written down Decline to Recline, and I'm not sure. That seemed to be another CBS story, but I He's can't starting a that. movement, and he's publicizing it via CBS where people don't recline their f- seats on planes. Oh, mm-hmm. I think phrase. it's not a full story. It's one of those little short commentary deals. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with people who recline on airplanes? <laughs> right. Are my am I supposed to condition their hair because they're anyway? Um, there's an email about the clapper laughing. Uh, I wrote a note that says it's just a matter of time that this was going to happen because we're ridiculous people, maybe. And then uh, Luke identifies high school bud, but they beep it out. Um, any speculation on this? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, we made a couple guesses in the in the chat. I think Chris Cashman was my guess, which was Morty, his agent, and I think I maybe y'all can clarify for me because you you're better with your TB Tale history than me. When he and Chris Cashman were in San Diego, were they dressed up as Peter Pan or dressed up as pirates? I thought it was. Robin I knew it was Hood. some part of the Peter Pan story. Oh, it was Robin Hood. He was wearing tights. Oh. That's all I remember. Okay. Well, I'll go with Robin Hood then because of the movie Men in Tights. Um, I don't understand the rest of my notes for Thursday. so <laughs> It doesn't um, matter. Don't, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go on to Friday then. Number 2593, the Thurston Moore Moving Company. Uh, as we referenced already, Andrew and Genevieve probably already found the new place after... One night of looking, whatever, they looked at like three places, and I think this is probably the one. It looks nice in the pictures that Bobby stalked. Uh, And speaking of that, Andrew did make it comically easy to figure out where they're going to be living. I just like to remind everybody that it does creep Genevieve out when tens randomly send them things. So don't do that. You you know what? Um, This came up this week because I was listening to After These Messages and... Genevieve um, corrected Andrew. You know how Andrew says Leviathan and Bohemoth? <laughs> um, he, he, he described, uh, I don't know if it was the Travago guy or it was, it was somebody in the commercial and Andrew said that, that they looked disheveled. Oh, really? In, in my mind, I was going nuts. I was like, come on, come on, Veeves, come on. And she called him out on it, you know, and, and it became a, a joke and Andrew was really funny with it too. It was like, you know, someone's taken your shovel. You've now been de-shoveled. <laughs> and at that moment, I was like, Emily, where's our stationery? I need to send a thank you note to Genevieve. And then I then I thought again, it's like, oh no, she hates it when people know where they live, even though it's like the easiest thing in the world to figure out where anyone mm-hmm. who's Let's a public person. Let's just pretend person... that we don't know. <laughs> right. So I'm like, ah, oh, dang, I'm not going to send her the thank you note. So um, you can just I, send her I, a tweet. Just tweet at Yeah, her. I'm just going to send her a Facebook message or something. Yeah. But but uh, I was so happy with her. I wanted to uh, lift her off the ground, you know, uh, <laughs> Vives party style. <laughs> when she said, she said, did you just say disheveled? <laughs> it's worth listening to the last uh, after these messages just to hear that. Well, so they talked for a long time about this perspective new 
apartment and Andrew is kind of worried that he's talking himself into it just because he wants to not be <laughs> looking for apartments, I guess. But they go over the pros and cons and the pros, of course, that it's a great neighborhood, although they are next to a nail salon, which seems a little down market mm. to me. Uh, and that it has lots of space. It's, it's If that's a three-bedroom place, what are they going to use the third bedroom for? An actual, like, guest? A guest room place? It turns mm. into a cat room, if uh, my experience is any indication. One of the biggest pros of this uh, of this situation is it's not a known uh, electrical fire hazard. <laughs> yes. Know? We don't mm-hmm. know for sure that it's about to burst into flames at any moment. Right, and his so. pee isn't leaking down into the architectural firm. <laughs> right. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yet. And it seems like their landlord might possibly be a normal person. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely should go on the pro list. Uh, con list, the big con is that it is behind the architecture building. And so it looks out onto the flat roof of the architecture building with all of the attendant Seattle mold and mildew and slime and whatever is up on there. So he's thinking about um, making it into like a green space, sort of if they put a lot of plants up on there and maybe put a few chairs out there and it might, it might be nice. Andrew, he just, he loves puttering in the yard anyway. So he just make himself mm-hmm. a little garden up there and it'll be good. A filthy cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> he can run a little like a gutter system to drain it off the top of the roof. I would maybe check with the architectures about that first, but yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I can make see, sure I can see his legs sound. sticking through the roof of whatever he's standing on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he sort of um, waxes nostalgic about living in this apartment in Concord. At the height of his hating Concord, he was living in an apartment that looked out onto a brick wall, and he loved that. He's so weird sometimes. He hates comfort, and he loves ugly views. Just okay. show a movie on that brick wall, and then it's all good. True. Yep. Um, so they, I guess they went to do the ads and they come back with whatever music after the break that they have to talk about for 10 minutes. And Luke says that he does not enjoy, quote, jamming out, unquote, to feedbacky music while Andrew does. I don't understand how Andrew can like feedbacky music, but then they were all into that weird distortion from the one song in Music for Your Weekend that was so painful for mm-hmm. me to listen to because the distortion was so bad. But you Whatever. Know, it seems like um seems like in general Andrew likes terrible music. I mean he gets lucky sometimes and picks out some good songs, but I think it is complete luck. Like Luke has pretty good taste in music. Um and occasional clunkers. Andrew's like ninety percent clunkers with ten yeah. percent good music. Am I wrong? Nah, I agree with you. Well, I mean, you're wrong in the sense that musical taste is not an objective standard. Yes, it it's is. A subject- <laughs> yes, it <laughs> it's is. a subjective thing, and he can like whatever he wants to like, and he should be ashamed of that. Let's not be too accepting but... of people who like terrible music. <laughs> Let's shame them the way they need to be shamed. All right. If that's the way you want to take it. You're I being guess. too kind, Anne. I mean, I know in your heart you know, you, you, you believe me when I say most people like terrible music, and Andrew is one of those people. Well, it's not for me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, there you go. There uh, you go. That's. I'm glad you said that because now I know where your heart is. 
then they go into music talk for a long time and they talk about Wilco and pavement and that whole feedbacky movement. And Luke says the thing that he always says where he's like, I know that I shouldn't talk about this because it's going to offend some listeners, but now I'm going to talk about it. And I don't exactly remember what he talks about other than he says that he really likes, quote, romantic lyrics that make him cry. I thought you could relate mm-hmm. to this, Mike, because yep. Luke says he does a lot of his crying while he's listening to music. That's that's one of the reasons I really hate music, because mm-hmm. it makes me feel a lot of things. And I don't like feeling things. I really don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a better outlet for feeling your feelings. They got to come no. out somewhere. Nope. Don't want to be alone with my thoughts or my feelings. Nope. Rage over the misuse of the term tax return is less healthy than <laughs> oh, listening yeah. to music. Or going to UW, eating a po' boy. <laughs> uh, then they get into some, I'm going to call it high Friday nonsense, where they're doing donors of the day, but Luke has forgotten to update his spreadsheet. So Andrew whispers the donors of the day names to Luke so that Luke can then say them aloud because Luke should be the only one to read donors of the day. That was super weird. And I got to say that I think I think he said two of the names wrong. Yes, that led to some mangling of the names. Yeah, because I think they called, um, if it's the same person, Andrew Kugelman from Dallas, they called him Andre. It's like they took the W off of his name. Um wasn't he the hit harp, heartthrob of the Austin meetup? I wasn't there. I wish I could tell you. And? And? I mean, if you're talking about future Dr. Andrew, I think, yes, yes that was who was at uh, <laughs> I thought I remember that name. Yep. I, never, I don't think I met him, but uh, but I heard, sure heard a lot about him later. He called um, current doctor, Dr. Rob. Um, his last name, he's, he explained to me once that it rhymes with meow. I think they called oh, him. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they called him, but it's Liao. What did they say? Lao, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah. I just remember noting that it was wrong, and I had to. Yeah. I have this platform Sympathy to from this frizzle. <laughs> well, congratulations, Dr. Rob and future Dr. Andrew, and you other yeah. poor suckers that had to have your names whispered and then announced incorrectly on the donors of the day and it was a failed spoof by the way you, your weird. names didn't die in the service of a good spoof they nope. died yeah. in the service of a pretty lame spoof um we go to the shout out section uh i liked this shout out from paul to his son calvin on calvin's 13th birthday uh, he's the only one of Paul's three kids who's a 10 and does not say, oh, my God, can we please change this? And did request that some of his own money be used uh, to support TBTL and the TBTL-a-thon. I think that's so sweet. Yeah. Way to go, he Calvin. better remember to put that on his tax refund. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we get a personal shout out from Andrew to Genevieve on the occasion of her 40th birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Veeves. It's not that big of a deal. They're, they're throwing like a, a teenage rager with a keg, a keg. and feats yeah. of strength. And I mean, and it's going to be something else. A keg, apparently it's a bar keg, which is a lot bigger than a regular keg. They, how could two guys who drink so much and have have drank so much in their lifetimes not know that there are two sizes of I don't know. kegs? That's <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. How many dive bars and speakeasies do you have to go into before you know (laughs) that there's a pony keg and a regular keg come on guys 
yeah, guys, come on. I had no idea. Well, you, and no, you one you no one expects you to know. No one expects you to know. Shinji's going to be there with the karaoke gear, and um, Genevieve is probably going to get into some lifting feats of strength at some point once she gets tuned up enough. And so it's going to be a fun night <laughs> that none of us are invited to. So We're celebrating our 40th with a sports hernia. Yay! <laughs> She's going to throw out her back. <laughs> yep. They get to actually a few emails and females today, so I was happy about that. From Sarah um, on the topic of ringing the uh, the bell in the bar that announces that you're going to pay for the a round for everybody. Um, Sarah went to the smoke shop that Andrew and Hannah were talking about with her cousin from Arizona on the night that the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, and her cousin in his drunken state tried to ring the bell. And luckily for him, <laughs> he was drunk enough that he actually failed and Sarah yeah. stopped his hand. Otherwise, it would have been a problem. I wish Emily had been there to stop me from ringing the bell at Trader Joe's because that cost me $7,000. <laughs> you summoned 80 employees. Um, we get more on perch dinners from Tracy. She says they're common in the Midwest, but we we knew this already. Meredith and I did. But uh, this leads us to talk about how... Luke wore a pancake costume to try and entice people <laughs> into the gospel Christian fellowship outreach. Is it fellowship outreach what? or outreach fellowship, or do we just stick them in in any order and it makes just I don't about know as what either sense. of those words mean, so who cares? I, you know, I, I spent a fair amount of time in a mascot costume, the Mr. Slice costume for Papa John's, and I have to say. Um, I don't know that, that the costume that I wore ever made anyone really hungry because it wasn't a great representation of a piece of pizza. I mean, like it was so obviously a piece of foam. But this pancake costume, I imagine it's fairly realistic and actually would make me hungry for a pancake if I saw it going down the street. The pat of butter is genius. Yeah, that's a good touch. Because <laughs> that's what I'm in it for. Mm-hmm. Pancakes have kind of a foamy quality to them anyway. So. Mm-hmm. That might work out. I mean, normally, I mean, I would say if it was just a pancake, it's like, keep your fucking pancake. But that pat of butter, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Uh, where where do I pull over to get some of these fellowship pancakes? Yep. And they do them right at these church dinners and whatever. I've been to a lot of Kiwanis pancake breakfasts. Mm. That, uh, those are a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We get to end the day with a, v- a voicemail from Catherine who wants some advice from Luke and Andrew. She is graduating from college and she wants their advice on basically being an adult once you graduate yeah. from college and how she should go about getting a job and how she should behave in her first job. And they give some good advice and some questionable advice. Luke says, do whatever you need to do to get into the building, to be around what you want to do and that can lead you up the path. And he talks about his own experience. I was thinking about Phyllis too, you know, when she decided she wanted Mm -hmm. to make that sea change in her career. And she just started out by volunteering at the radio station Mm -hmm. and how she just took step after step. And that got her to where she is now, that high powered position at NPR bureau chief. Um, So Mm -hmm. I thought it was good advice andrew says keep an open mind about what you're going to do i.e don't be so focused on one outcome that you fail to see other paths that you could go down which i thought also was good as well and they both say you got to be willing to do the shit work and i was starting to 
write a furious note. And so I was glad that Andrew brought up that may be a little bit different for different types of people. Uh, as a woman, you got to be careful about what kind of shit work you take and how often you take it or you can easily get stuck. Yeah. That's a case by case basis thing. Yeah. I mean, shit work is, I mean, that's, that that's a triggering phrase. You have to, you know, grunt work is right. what it used to be called. And, and yeah, someone's got to do the grunt work and usually it's going to be the 21 year old. Well, so. in some job, I mean, I, I feel like I've got grunt work in my job. I think everybody does. Um, I think my job advice, this is something my mother told me a long time ago, that if you're happy with 10% of your job, that you're doing really, really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a pessimist at heart. Uh, but I think that's a good metric because there's a reason they pay us to go there. We wouldn't do it for free. Um, mm-hmm. I have to do a lot of uh, cleaning spreadsheets, cleaning up dirty data. And even the PhDs have to do that. That's just something that is part of my job. And if I couldn't stand it, I wouldn't be doing my job. Um, so I, it's a good piece of advice to not let yourself get taken advantage of, but there is Mm -hmm. a, I think there's an amount of grunt work inherent to most jobs that you just kind of have to do. Well, the one, uh, this may be an imperfect example in that it's fictional, but I read, uh, one of those, um, well, maybe Emily would enjoy this, Mike, one of those British detective procedural novels where the protagonist is the only woman in a department of male detectives and she says she will never wash a dish in that office even though it is an absolute pit because she knows that the first time she washes a dish she will then be responsible Mm -hmm. for washing every dish so i was kind of thinking about that in context of a work by shit jobs that you have to do when you're an intern or you're starting out or whatever, and you have to be careful not to let that be right. what everybody sees you as being there for. When Luke framed it as uh, transcribing the voicemails, you know, um, which is not a gender, you know, no thing. It's just Mm-mm. that this is what the 21 year old has to do because I ain't doing it because mm-hmm. I've been here 20 years. So, um, I think that's kind of what he meant. This was a really frustrating discussion for me from the outset because we don't know what her degree was in. Right. Right. So the, there's going to be some way more specific advice and the, it, it could have opened up on the Stens page or advice givers or something in a much more productive way if we had known, you know, is it astrophysics or is it broadcast journalism? And if it were astrophysics, I would say... Uh, don't worry, you're going to have a job. And if it was broadcast journalism, I would say, well, get to get to rideshare driving immediately. <laughs> um, you know, don't waste any time. Just, you know, sign up for take some right pictures now. of your car. Yeah. And, yeah. and get the fuck out there. Um, but here, here's my advice to anyone right now who's looking for a job. There are a lot of openings at a very high level in government right now. And, <laughs> oh, good call. Press secretary, maybe coming up. Yeah. Communications, Communications director. Yep. Uh, economic, economic advisor. advisor. I mean, things are just opening up by the minute. So just get your, shine up your resume, but not too much because he's not going to look at it. He's, if you're general? hot, you're in, you know. That doesn't explain Jeff Sessions' continued employment. <laughs> well, he's, he's the one that uh, dude really wants to leave and he won't yep. leave, which is pretty great. I never thought I would. I never thought thought I would like Jeff Sessions for anything, but <laughs> nope. I do like the way he's pissing dude off. <laughs> well, I think my job advice is show up on time and have a good attitude. So there you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good. And the final piece of advice that they give, Luke says, don't be intimidated. And Andrew says, be intimidated. <laughs> so if that doesn't sum up the differences between them, nothing will. Uh, we get music for your weekend. Uh, Andrew brings LaCaylee. I did look it up an interview with her to find out how she pronounces it. It is LaCaylee47 with money. Uh, Luke, a song, song from the 70s uh, from the band Aminaz, Call My Friend, and James came in with the flying stars of Brooklyn, New York, My God Has a Telephone. I was not wild about any of these songs, yeah, but again, not for me. Yeah, okay. but I'm just so happy to hear them because it means that the show's over. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of Sorry. the show being that was over. unnecessarily negative. <laughs> Let's do a little housekeeping before we get out of here. Um, we are always delighted when we have an order come in for our LRB merchandise. You can always shop on our website, littleredbandwagon.com. Hit the shop button. Oh, hey, uh, and and while yeah. we're at the while we're at this, um, if you haven't listened to Friday, this is another reason to go listen to Friday because um, some of the mysteries are unlocked to um, some of the items because yes. Mace is a a huge. He's a power user of the Amazon link. Yeah. Who who knew that we would ever find out about the log splitter? I thought that that was a mystery that would <laughs> follow to me to my grave. But and that's just one of the the myriad things. He that makes interesting he purchases. Yes, indeed, mm-hmm. he does. Uh, and if you didn't know already, that's littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. Put it in all the browsers of all your coworkers when they're not looking. That's what Nace can, did, and that's been. Can very I make helpful. a programming suggestion while we're talking about this? Can Nace sure. be on our next, um, our next Amazon show? Just so we have the source. Right, you think it's just going to save time? About... Just to have yeah, him exactly. right there. Knock twenty minutes off the show because he can say, "Oh yeah, yeah this me. is because I'm getting into lumberjacking or beekeeping or whatever it is." <laughs> all right, I think we could probably make that happen. The Archive Project continues. If you'd like to be a part of that, give Christy a holler and she'll be happy to set you up with a week. And Earbuds and Earworms, Amy is talking about spring break songs. Is it spring break? I guess it is. Yep. For we still have yeah, uh, so. two, two feet of snow on the ground here, so I'm having a hard time getting into spring break mindset, but I guess it's that time <laughs> well, of year. Well, that's when you want to go take a spring break, you know? Yeah, but that's the semester schools and quarter schools like the UW. Uh, for spring break is a is a little bit later because you go. If you keep saying it that way, I'm going to lose the ability to be able to say it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll knock it off. Um, all right, how to get involved? Go to littleredbandwagon.com, um, or just simply throw your phone at us at throwyourphone.com and let us know. What's making you mad or what's making you happy? Because you could uh, you could hug your phone as well at that site. And we got some good ones this week. Um, it must have been a pretty good week of TBTL overall because when we only get four and one of them is a hug, then uh, then I think that's a good indication that the guys are not making um, everyone mad. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty good week too. I didn't want to – I said something negative there during the music for your weekend, but – that simultane- simultaneously puts me in a good mood because I know that the day's over, especially if I'm taking notes or trying to. But uh, also, you know, it just puts me in a good mood because I know I'm just one day closer to talking to my good friends Anne and Meredith and to some extent, I guess, Bobby. <laughs> when he could be bothered to show up. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's got nothing going on either. Um, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, our page is still where you can find us, uh, the Stens. I'm still on there sometimes, sometimes maybe Christy, but uh, we've generally just stay in our lane now over on the Little Red Bandwagon Facebook page. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Our voicemail or text line is 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. You dub style, you dub style. I can't boy. talk this way. It's too hard. <laughs> it feels really bad. <laughs> yeah, just think just think about the phrase emphasis on the wrong syllable. Syllable. Mm-hmm. And then you'll always get it wrong. This is how my um Belgian grandmother would say um encyclopedia. Whoa, that took a minute. Yep. What, what what I I can't unravel that encyclopedia. encyclopedia encyclopedia Oh oh man that was so hard it gave me a stomachache <laughs> <laughs>